Oh, welcome back, gang, gang, gang. Hope you're doing good out there. Thanks for listening in. You're on uh, part eight of 10. You're almost there, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this chronologically, I hope you're getting a lot a lot out of it. And if you're not, well, that's cool too. You do you, mate. That's all you need to do. So this is Create and Destroy. I'm Jordan Jan, and you're listening to part eight of part 10 of the top 10 questions asked in 2018 as entrepreneur in residence at Victoria University and creative director at Rochambeau Studios. Without any more fluff, you've heard it all before. Let's get into it. You. Oh, shit. This is going to be a heavy one. So this one here, I've actually been putting off recording because it's, it's really hard. Hey, it's really tricky. So I've literally, I've got some notes in front of me and, and the top line says, oh, shit. And it's underlined. And so this question comes up all the time and it normally happens in secret after a meeting. And this is going to be funny for anybody who's, who's listening to this that have come to a meeting with me and they've come with their business partner. Because guess what? Most of you that come and meet with us as business partners, then without your business partner knowing, you'll reach out to me behind their backs to ask for advice on how to work with business partners. And so that's the question. It's, it's normally, Jordy. so you met my business partner, you know, so-and-so. I know that you've had a, a few businesses, you know, you've had quite a few businesses and some of those were with business partners. Do you have any tips on, on how to work with, with somebody else? And the answer is yes and no. I've got some tips on what not to do and I've got some, some ground rules on what you absolutely have to make sure that you do. So that's the question. I'm going into business with somebody. Do you have any tips? And so I think to, to start this off, we need to be, we need to have a lot of self-awareness when we're, when we're thinking about this. We need to understand what our individual values are and you need to be really clear on what you're bringing to the table and you need to be really clear on what your business partner is bringing to the table. Now, I've been lucky enough to be in, in businesses, um, both successful and unsuccessful. Um, luckily, a lot of them financially have, have been fine, but I still classify them as unsuccessful because of the the relationship of the business partner, and that might might have been the reason why I've why I've left a couple of them. Um, and that's no secret. I speak about it all the time. And so, what we need to do is we need to make sure that what we're bringing to the table is complementary to the person that you're going into business with. And on top of this, we need to make sure that what your business partner says that they can do and bring to the table is actually true. Now, if you've listened to these chronologically, you know that I talked about um, ego a lot. And this is the same thing here. A lot of the time, our egos get in the way and we say that we can do things that we actually can't. So my biggest tip is that if you're going to business with somebody and they say that they can do a certain thing, make sure they can actually do that. Look at their proof, ask around. There's no rush. You've got plenty of time. Even though sometimes it feels like everything has to happen yesterday, I assure you it doesn't. So make sure that the person you go into business is with is bringing something to the table too. So on top of that, you need to be clear on the direction. doesn't matter what the business is. You need to make sure that you both agree on the reason why you're doing something. So the purpose and you agree on the how. 
And so this is the how you're doing something and the why you're doing something. They're probably the two main questions that you need to both be very, very clear on. You need to know what we're, what we're trying to do is this and this is how we're going to do it. And you kind of understand how to get there. It's not, it's not extremely important that it goes to plan, but if you know the why and you agree on why you're doing this and it's a guiding visionary statement and a purpose, then I think you're, you're going to be heading off on the right foot. And that might be something that you'd be, you'll be able to come back to and go, hey, let's measure ourselves against what we said we're setting out to do. Are we still heading towards the same horizon? Are we still on the same mission and on the same path that we set out with our vision? And the how might change. The how you might figure out through action that how you thought you were going to get there was the, the wrong way to do it and you're going to reassess and then you need to agree again that, okay, that didn't work. But I think this is the new how. This is how we're going to do it now. Do we agree? Yep, yep, we agree. Cool. So you, the why will stay the same and the how will get there. Now, sometimes the why might change too, but this is this is key to have the, the clear communication that at all times you agree to the how and the why. So to make sure that you you understand the how and the why, it's important to have very clear and constant communication. So we do this at Rochambeau through a weekly whip or a work in progress. We have a, a nice hour every Wednesday morning where we go to our favorite little cafe. We sit down and this is when, you know, as you can imagine, there's four of us, the four directors of the company and we're all managing uh, different clients and we all work across all the projects, but the four of us each manage a few projects as the lead and the project manager. So the point of this whip is to quickly and clearly articulate to the, to the other three in the team that, hey, just letting you know, client X, this is what we're doing. This is what's happened. This is what needs to be done. And do you have any suggestions or, you know, what, what should we do? Now, this needs to be really quick and it needs to be really clear. And it's not about the detail. So if somebody says, oh, hey, Jordy, you know, we could actually do all these things over here for that client. That would be really great. You, you just acknowledge it and say, yeah, man, that's a great idea. Let me take a note. Let's find a time that we can catch up to really flesh this out because the point of this meeting is just to get everybody up to speed so nobody's left in the dark on any project. So that's how you, we do the whip. And we also just check in with each other. We've got a group message that's always going back and forth and it's everything from, hey, I thought you guys might like this to, holy shit, we need to pay that bill or fuck, can someone buy flights? Like, you know, whatever it is, or sometimes it's, I lost my wallet, somebody quick, cancel the, cr cancel the uh, credit card. You know, whatever it is, there's just regular check-ins. Now, our check-in isn't only digital. We also need to check in with each other if something's bothering us. So it's, it's kind of easier to do if there's two people. Trust me, it gets trickier when there's four people in, in, in a relationship because that's, that's really what it is. So we try to, and we're very vocal about this. We, we're always really, really empathetic with each other. And this comes with practice. So I'd like to say it's, it's super hard being soft. So, and soft is what we're, we're always trying to be. We're not trying to be that hard, cool guy. We're trying to be the soft, considerate guy and girl. Um, and so what, what you need to do, if something's bothered you or if, if something rubbed you up the wrong way, in a very calm and polite way, 
you can pull that person aside and say, hey, hey, you know, you said this the other day and it made me feel like this. And is that what you meant? Because that's not what I meant to do. I, I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't mean to put you offside. This is what I'm trying to achieve. Can you help me understand this a little bit more? And if everybody that's a part of the team and a part of the, the group dynamic, if everybody agrees on the vision and everyone knows where we're trying to go and we want the best for one another, then that's a really easy conversation to have. When there's an unbalance, then it gets really tricky. But through constant check-ins and keeping each other accountable for our actions and, and what we do, being very, very transparent and vulnerable with each other, we can grow together and create a really great, great place to work and, and a great life for each other. So that there, what we're talking about there is creating a, a space of psychological safety. This is the same as um, your family might have. And I, I really hope your family has this. Hopefully we all live in families and I know it's not true, but let's, let's just pretend. Let's, let's pretend we all live in great families that everybody feels extremely safe to share their, their thoughts and their ideas with, without um, repercussions or without judgment from a family member. This is the same as what we're trying to create in, in a company or a team dynamic. You want to make sure that everybody's got your back and everybody's looking after each other's best interests. And to do that, we need to be vulnerable with each other and, and we need to be honestly honest is what we say. And by doing that, we, we create a space of psychological safety so we can grow together. So on top of this, sometimes in, in a team and in a business partnership, one of the parties might feel like they're doing all the work. And, and sometimes it's, it's very true, especially if you're, you're in a silent partnership or if you're in, um, you've had investment um, and you've had financial investment from somebody and they've also promised to, to help you build the business as you go. And if, if that's not happening, then you, you might feel a little bit stressed out. So you need to make sure that going into the, into the deal and into the partnership that financially the risk is all equal, I think is the easiest way to do it. And it's not always possible, but, um, I've been lucky enough to always have equal shares in, in everything that, that I've done. Um, I've missed out of a, and a, of a lot of opportunities and, you know, I would be in a very, very different position with some of these purely because I didn't want to go into a business being the minority or, or coming in for, for a reason that isn't fair on everybody else. So I've intentionally said no to things. Um, especially this is not in investments in an investment side of the fence. This is in a business to, to work on and in with other people. I always want to be, you know, equally with everybody else. I think that's really fair. If that doesn't happen, I've seen this happen a lot of times where financially it's off balance. And then all of a sudden there's a hierarchy there that somebody might feel like they own more of the business because they put more money in and, and maybe on the shares they actually do. So that might be the first alarm bell and I've seen that go wrong a lot of times. So you need to share the load financially. You need to share the, the load emotionally. And if you can do those two things, then you've got to share the risk too, right? If you share the risk with, with your business partner and, and maybe partners, then everybody should be able to sleep a little bit at night. That's also the workload and, and the risks associated with that. You need to ask for, 
ask for help and, and say, hey, really struggling with this. Can you help me do this part that I said I'd do, but I'm, I'm really, really stuck. And if, if you're in a really great team and you've got good psychological safety, then um, that should be a pretty easy question to, to overcome and, and you should want to help your business partners and they should want to help you. And so the final, final thing that I always ask people before they get into business with somebody is do you need that person? This might be a bit callous and it might be seem a little bit, I guess, against all those, the other um, things I mentioned, which really play on your EQ and your, um, your empathy with, with one another. But it's really important to just reassess and step back and go, hang on, do I need this person and what are they bringing to the table? And if the question is, you know what, I actually, maybe I don't need this person because there's a few alarm bells there and maybe if I just wait a year or two and I save a little bit more money, maybe I'll be in a position to do this myself and that might be a better way to do it. Now, I, I've been on both sides of this. I've been in, in about four business partners, five, five business partnerships now. Um, some of them have been, most of them have been great, I must admit. Um, one or two of them haven't gone the way that I anticipated. And in, uh, in hindsight, I should have just waited and I should have just done it myself. And it, it would have been probably an easier process um, emotionally. And um, it's something just to consider. It's something to consider. And so I'm going to leave you with a quote that I love that I, um, I always think back to um, about finding a business partner and it's always, and it comes from a book called Wine Bar Theory, and I'm sure you'll be able to Google it. I forget the author's name. It's a really, it's a really fun, fun book that my auntie got me when I was opening a bar. And this one chapter, and it's just short, short little uh, business analogies, is is simply says, "Beware of the plausible idiot." And so it's got this illustration of a really jovial character who is on the front of their body is a suit and they look like a business person, but then on the back, they're a clown. And so the point of this is it says, Be, beware of the plausible idiot because even a stopped clock is right twice a day. And so from my experience, I've, I've learned to notice when somebody is really vocal and they're, they're shouting from the rooftops about, the great things that they've done, it's because they need that to outshadow all the things that have gone wrong. So just beware of the plausible idiot because even a stopped clock is right twice a day. So I'm going to leave you with that to ponder. Um, as always, thanks for listening, guys. This is Create and Destroy. I'm Jordan Jan. Hit me up. Any questions, DM me, email me send a pigeon, whatever you want to do, you'll find me. Thanks for listening. This is Create and Destroy from Rochambeau Studios.